I'm Jalen Williams with Oklahoma City Thunder, and you're listening to the Boom Down Hoops Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Boomtown Hoops podcast. We've got a three-man crew with us today. We've got Cade and Josh. Um, uh, Jackson and Evan don't know, but they've been traded for uh, 30-second-round picks over the next 13 years, just doing our best uh, Sam Presti impression. No, we're just kidding. Um, couldn't make it tonight. But, guys, it, we're recording this late in the day on Thursday, the day of the trade deadline. Just... Before we really jump into our Thunder stuff, Kate will kick it to you first and then Josh. Just your overall reaction from the day. Um, the second best day of the year behind only Christmas. Um, free agency can be third. It's just like I had to skip class. Uh, I'm sorry to my professor. I had to leave early to watch the trade deadline primer. Uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be there next Tuesday. But I mean, just a wild day. My phone. I don't I don't know if I turned my phone off. I think it stayed on. Uh, Every time there was a trade, I looked at it, and then I watched reactions for about the next 10 minutes till the next trade, if we had that long. So overall, great, fun day. Um, I'm ready for next year. Well, um, I hope Woj's fingers are okay from all that typing. Um, but no, kind of like Cade said, um, it's just a great day. This afternoon was incredible. Um, I went to bed at like 11.30 last night and um, got a message on my phone, and it was a big Woj bomb that uh, Kevin Durant had been traded to the Phoenix Suns, and all my boys in the group chats, we were up going crazy. Like, what? This is insane. And, uh, you know, I didn't get much sleep last night. But um, just so many crazy trades. Um, Russell Westbrook at the Jazz, I don't think he'll play a game. Um, obviously, Muscala going to the Celtics for two second rounders. Um, and uh, Darius Paisley going to the Suns, too. So that's not too bad for him that he's going to the Suns. I think Phoenix is going to be really, really good. Uh, they're the best mid-range shooters. Now that the Suns have with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and uh, Kevin Durant. Um, and then even, like, all across the league, too, you know, like the Golden State, Atlanta, and Detroit three-way trade. Uh, Sadiq Bay going suppose, so going to the Warriors with the swap for James Wiseman. But then the Hawks go in there and get Sadiq Bay, but then send five second-round picks to um, the Warriors. So I just thought it was crazy. Um, if, I just think it's crazy how if um, – the deep phase worth five second round picks. Imagine what we could get with all of our second round picks. So uh, just, that's just my overall thoughts. And it was a crazy day. I just want to preface. I, this is probably the first night in, in 2023 that I went to bed before midnight. Um, you think I'd, I would have learned in 2019 when we lost Paul George um, next, the next year, I stayed up really late, probably 3am. The next year I stayed up late again. Last night was the only night in 2023. I went to bed before midnight. I um, mean, I woke up to that and I, I thought surely nothing could happen overnight. I was going to get good sleep, wake up early, Trade deadline day, I'd be nice and rested, and I was, and I was woken up very quickly to that. So yeah, very interesting. Yep. So we'll we'll dive more into this uh, once we kind of cover all the the thunder news and whatnot. So, um, but to recap the last three games, of course, like we always do, um, after the horrible loss to the Rockets uh, on the first of February, they uh, very easily rebounded and uh, took care of the Rockets, 153-121 at home. Okay, I mean, complete turn of events from what it was uh, last mm-hmm. Wednesday against the Rockets. Yep. Uh, thoughts from that one? Um, it was it was not only just the win. We, us three, anyone else on the pod wanted. It's the it's the win that we needed. We took a very tough loss. Um, the second worst of the 2023, you know, campaign we've put on, and we'll get to the other bad loss later. Shout out Clay Thompson. But I mean, we needed this win. Uh, SJ got 42 and three quarters. What did, what did he say? Last three quarters full, 42 and three. I don't know. Whatever he said in his Instagram caption, just 
quote that um overall you just dominated the team that you should dominate uh I wish they could have combined the performances and, you know, saved a little bit for the first game. Got the two wins. I'll take it. Much need to win and uh, just moved on. Yep. Well, I think the uh, Warriors just hit another three-pointer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but obviously kind of like Cade recap the Rockets game, but uh, the Warriors game just, uh, you know, not a great performance. But believe it or not, the Thunder were ahead 37-31 to 31 in the first quarter. Um, I thought they played really well, came out firing. Um we're ahead nine to nothing to start the game, but then you know here comes Clay Thompson and the Warriors. So the Warriors make twenty six three pointers, just an unbelievable shooting night from the Warriors. Thunder didn't have their best stuff. Um, I actually thought Trey Mann played pretty well. Um, ten points in the first ten minutes of play. I think he finished with uh, nineteen or eighteen, but um, just a really good performance from him. And then obviously the best game was a Tuesday night against the Lakers, uh, winning one thirty three to. One third of LeBron did break the record, but uh, Stephen, what are your thoughts on that game? The, I'll be honest with you. Out of all the late games, because I'm old and I've got to get up for work in the morning, this is the one I've actually watched all the way through dur- during a, during a week week you know work week. So I mean, like it was uh, you know I watched it partially because like okay you know you've got to watch it to watch Le- LeBron break the record. But like it was also like uh, the Thunder are playing and they're playing pretty good. So um, I can't remember. I think Dylan said something about uh in in the in the Discord chat of like watch he's gonna break the record when Thunder are up like twenty with with a minute to go or something like that. But you know I thought the whole thing was kind of I mean uh, you know we kind of talked about it in the in the Discord channel like I just said. But like you've you know given us flowers and all that. But like it was super weird to me that they. St- they did this whole thing with like 10.8 yeah. seconds left. Yeah, I think that they could have waited. Maybe I would have understood if they waited until like maybe the end of the third quarter because there's 10 seconds left. Um, you know, if it rose to me, I would have done a ceremony, you know, before the next home game or after the game if they would have won. Um, the Lakers are kind of in a rough spot right now. You know, they got to pick it up and uh, get some wins, make the playoffs. Uh, this was a huge game for them, huge game for us too. But, um, you know, I just thought it was a little bit uh, ridiculous that they stopped the game. I think it was for 12 and a half minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I mean, it was still a cool moment to see LeBron break the all-time record. I thought Kendrick Williams uh, defended really well on that jump back fadeaway. But um, I was just really impressed with the way the Thunder stuck together and got a huge road win. Uh, I thought Russell Westbrook stepped up for the Lakers too, even though he's not on the Lakers anymore. Um, you know, he kind of carried them and gave them a really good chance to get a comeback win. I mean, are the Lakers in a rough spot anymore um, after their big trade? But, I mean, we'll get yeah, to that later. Uh, just going back to the first two games, um, both games, SGA did not have to play the fourth for different reasons. But uh, for the Lakers game, uh, really cool to have spoiled LeBron's night. I'm um, really cool that he got it. Evidently, a loss is a loss. They still had to blow up their team afterwards, kind of. They just traded Westbrook. So just the fact that we went two and one in that stretch of games was kind of beneficial because uh, now the Blazers game gets that much more important because some teams got a lot better over the trade deadline. And, and I'll let you get to that, Stephen. But I mean, just a lot of teams in the West got better. So this this is going to be a, a very crucial month for the Thunder. And let's just hope that the rest of the other teams are still trying to figure things out. Yeah. And, Kate, uh, you know, to kind of jump into that, the Thunder were a little bit of movers, not as much as uh, I mean. I think probably about kind of what we expected. Uh, you know, uh, Darius basically went to the Suns for, I don't, can't remember how many second round picks that was, but uh, a second round pick, I think, and then Dario Saric 
And then, of course, I, I think the one that kind of shocked everybody, uh, every I think everyone's pouring one out for for Mike Muscala getting traded to the Celtics um, yeah. for Justin Jackson. But there's already news that they're probably just going to go ahead and waive him. So there's an open roster spot, which, uh, Cade, we had a little fun with that on Twitter today. So, uh, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see. I mean, first we'll get you know get y'all's thoughts on this, but I'm curious to see what they do with this open roster spot. Uh, just looking at the gaping hole in this squad, maybe they go for a big man. Um, this is going to transition into later, but I was kind of hoping we could find a way to tour that, work with contracts, use the open roster spot to get Mo Bamba somehow. Really would have loved to see him, but unfortunately, Patrick Beverly is now a Magic and Mo Bamba is in L.A. But uh, I would assume, first off, just probably some kind of big man, Maybe just to bring someone up from the G League. I don't really know what that looks like. Maybe Andre Roberson. Still don't know. Um, just good good trade for, you know, basically. Like we've talked about a lot, we just needed him in a better position for him. He, he's a good player, talented player. He's going to look a lot better in Phoenix. Obviously, we talked about on the, the podcast leading up, talking about the tra- trade deadline. That's the one we expected. Um, it came within like the last hour, 10 minutes or so. So great for him. He gets to play alongside Kevin Durant and his former teammate, Chris Paul, which made the playoffs with him. And then the Mike Muscala trade, I would say it's unexpected, but it kind of was expected. We kind of assumed there would be a trade that really just didn't move a whole lot of needles, and that is one. You could say on paper it probably makes us worse, but you would almost assume the second half of the season, not that it's a tanking move, but that Mike Muscala might play less, so rookie Jalen Williams could play more, and that he's playing well. I don't think that's why they moved him, but I think it does help us to point out that that's not like a tanking move because Mike does help us win. He has a spark plug. But I think it's also a move for Mike. Uh, we're, Sam Presti is a player's GM. He moves players for the players. And moving Mike to a, a situation where, one, his presence is not only wanted but needed. They need shooters, especially at the big man position, to provide space for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So he can do that. And I can't. I don't remember exactly how old he is, but at his age, he, he might not have a lot left in the tank. I mean, he, he kind of moves slow. He's just a shooter. He's still produ- He can still produce for a, a championship-level team, and that's what he's going to go do for the remainder of his contract that he has now. So – yeah, he can't retire with us. Maybe Kenny Hess will be that guy instead. But overall, it's sad, but it'll work out for the best of both for the other two players. And then also we got Jeff Capital back and Dario Sarge. So I'll take it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, kind of like what you Cade said or what you said, Cade. Um, you know, I, I was kind of shocked that Presti made any moves before the deadline, but um he I think he does an unbelievable job taking care of his players, you know, sending Mike Muscala to the Celtics, who are obviously in a win-now mode, and I think they're the best team in the league right now. Um, so they obviously have a huge chance to win. And he's a great shooter and is a valuable asset for the Celtics. And then Darius basically going to the Suns, too, you know, gets to play along Kevin Durant. Um, and they obviously are in a win-now mode, too, and I expect them to find the ladder to get to maybe the top of the West. So, um, like I said, I just think it's a really – um, like I said, while I don't understand it, I'm happy for them, but I'm also happy that, you know, we got some more second-round picks that we can stockpile and use to uh, make a big move soon. I just want to know how cool it would be if Baisley and Muscala see each other in the finals. Yeah, Both be, of them are on preloaded teams. So, yep. I mean, there's always, a, there's always a possibility for it. So going back to, I mean, you know, kind of like we said, we've seen the reports of Justin Jackson's probably going to be a, a wave. But um, – well, let's talk uh, just a minute real quick on I'm I'm reading his best basketball reference page and his nicknames are the homie and super Dario. So I'm, I'm already kind of loving this already. So, I mean, Cade, you know, he shoots, 
you know, this year he's only, you know, six points a game, uh, or, you know, six, four and one and a half on 43 field goal, 40% from three. I mean, it seems kind of like a fill in, uh, for Mike Muscala almost. He's just a younger replacement. And that makes sense because you like what Mike Muscala brings you and you get that while getting Muscala who, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a change of situations. Sarge is younger, coming off the ACL injury. Maybe we'll rejuvenate his career and send him somewhere else. Let him go somewhere else. But I think mainly what you look at with the Sarge situation is like, he can provide exactly what Muscala did and we get three second rounders for him. And there's no real reason to waive him. I mean, what are we going to do? What do you want if you if you wave him? You have two roster spots. You're probably going to go get a shooting big, and he's six foot ten, so it, it makes sense for him to come in and just shoot for us and play the Mike Muscala role. And evidently, it will set him up better for going to a contender next season because I mean, he showed with the Suns that he can provide for a contender. Now he came off the ACL injury, and needs more time to you know work on his body, get right, and evidently the production has to go up and the sample size has to go up. But he's in a perfect spot for him to do that, and he can help Shea out because Shea does really well in the pick and pop scenarios. So. Overall, I like it. I, I hope he sticks around. Hopefully he can play quite a few games to rattle off the end of the season. Yeah, I think it's good that, you know, we got a uh, another shooter, especially a young shooter, even though he's coming off a, an ACL injury. I just think that he's going to provide some really good minutes and get some good shots, you know, if like maybe Isaiah Joe or Jalen Williams or J-Dub has an off-night shooting. Um, he can step up and provide some really good shots to help us win some games if one of those guys were to have an off-night. Yep. So kind of, you know, that's, that that's basically thunder news for, um, for the week really. But, uh, so we're kind of just going to jump in because, you know, really all, a lot of these trades affect how the thunder and Sam Presti and even, you know, even down to the players and the coaches, how they're going to have to, uh, react and adapt, you know, in the next you know, throughout the rest of the season and then even up into next season too, depending on how some of these moves uh, work out. But obviously the the giant blockbuster was in the middle of the night and that was just absolutely insane. You know, Kevin Durant going to the Suns for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first round picks and a 2028 pick swap. And then of course, uh, TJ Warren going back to the Suns. So, um, and those picks are uh, 23, 25, 27, 29. So lots of first-round picks. Uh, Cade, just, I'll, I'll let you kind of take this one just real quick, and then we can move right along. For the more boring side of the trade, the Nets obviously get draft capital, which they need because the Rockets own all of theirs. Obviously, you want to recoup something. Now you kind of just hope this this process and uh, rebuild slash retool for the, for the Suns kind of doesn't work, so you can get those trades to be worth something. Um, Cam Reddish, uh, not Cam Reddish, Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges, they're probably too good for you to tank right now, especially if Cam Thomas can be, you know, that as good as he has been throughout the season. That's Spencer Dinwiddie. They have a squad, Nicholas Claxton. They have a squad. They're not going to be terrible. They have a winning record as of right now, about 10 games over. So for them, it's not a terrible trade, decent value. I think I saw somewhere report that they were only going to work with the Nets, and that's probably the best you're going to get from the Nets in their situation. Um, and then obviously for the Sun side, I love it. I was kind of, a, I've been kind of a Devin Booker fan since about 2016, 2017 era. Um, didn't really love the Suns. I think Chris Paul went there and I had even more reason to like him because, you know, Chris Paul and his one year tenure with the Thunder. So I've, I've been enjoying following the Nets and watching the Nets. It's kind of a league pass team of mine or, you know, even national TV because they've been that good. Um, I, I was rooting for them to win the finals and I would not be mad if Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and even at this point, Darius Baisley won a championship this year 
it'd be fun to see. Um, and I really wish I was awake to see all the live reactions at middle of the night, whenever it was. Yeah, yeah Kate. So, um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, Josh, Kate, sorry. I uh, agree with what you said. Um, obviously, the Suns got a lot better. Um, and the, the Nets really aren't – they're not that bad either. I think they'll be a playoff team now. I don't know if they'll win. But, um, you know, they got some good players, especially with the Kyrie Irving trade with uh, Dorian Finney and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. So, two really good defenders, in my opinion. Um, I think they'll be all right. Will they be what they have been the past two to three years? No. But they do have a lot of first-round – or they have four first-round picks from the Nets. And um, I think – I can't remember the name of the couple other players that the Suns traded with the Durant trade too. So um, I think they'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah. And then moving right along, we'll keep this all kind of thunder, uh, thunder uh, related, but um, the, one of the three team trades today was the uh, Sixers Blazers and Charlotte trade uh, where Jalen, Jane, sorry, Jalen McDaniels going to the Sixers with Thibel going to the trailblazers. And then, um, is actually uh, Svi Mihailuk, I always butcher his name, uh, <laughs> going to Charlotte. So a little bit of uh, Thunder news there. Um, Pacers are getting George Hill. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm just going all these Thunder players now. And it feels really weird to say all these people because it's just like, I did not really, you know, you forget about George Hill. Because yeah, those, yeah. those were the weird Definitely. years. Uh, so, you know, um Pacers getting George Hill. The one that really kind of made me sad, non-Thunder related, was uh, Nuggets traded Bones Highland to the Clippers. And that's somebody I was like, he'd be really interesting on the Thunder. Well, and they traded him to someone who they're competing with and in Rochester uh, in a seeding for only two second rounders. You don't get any better. They get better for the cost of two second rounders. I don't know if that's really worth it. I don't know if that's what I would have sent him. I also would have liked him. He would have been a fun guy. He would have made the Thunder the all-team, all-vibes team. team. Um, I mean, we just would have had a lot of fun guys, a lot of high-energy, optimistic guys. He would have been great on this group, but evidently I'm happy for him to in, in L.A. He's going to get a lot of burn at the point guard position, and he won't have to do a ton of playmaking, so I like that for him. Um, he's got some pretty safe guys to play alongside, and he might even be Russell Westbrook's teammate. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, um, speaking of L.A., and I don't know if I've jumped the gun here or not, but um, I think that the – Clippers might be trying to get a spot for Russell Westbrook to come, which I think would be awesome. You know, Reggie Jackson goes to the Charlotte Hornets, and I know the two of them didn't get along when they were in OKC. So um, I don't know where he's going to go. I heard maybe Miami, pro- probably the Clippers. But uh, what's your guys' thoughts on that? It, it, I would be fine with the Bucks too. Yeah, Bucks would be cool. To to me, if he went to the Clippers and just dominated, it would just, to me that would just be <laughs> yeah. the greatest thing ever as a Thunder fan. We know we can get 20 and nine alongside Paul George. Um, Kawhi only makes that easier. I, I'm not saying he'll get 20 and nine, but he can do so efficiently with Paul George. We've seen that before. Um, that's just an overall. Avicha Zubac, great pick and roll partner. Um, Nick Batum stretches the floor. Mar- uh, Marcus Morris stretches the floor. Obviously, you have a great young, energetic backup and busy bones. They got a squad going if Westbrook can go there and produce. And I just want him to go there. And this is such a homer take of mine. I want him to go there and show the Lakers that they're part of the issue. They're misusing him. They're mismanaging him. There's no roster for him there. And, okay, I'm going to go to your next-door neighbors that are currently better than you, and I'm going to succeed and make them a better team than we did ever. So, I mean, that would just be awesome to me. I'm really kind of – I don't want to say I'm rooting for that because we obviously need the Clippers to fall into the play-in or below. But 
what what are the chances of that happening now that they made a lot of yeah. good trades today? Got Mason Plumley now. Like, what's the odds of them actually slipping? So I like what they did today. You might as well make them a little bit better since we can't probably outperform them. Nothing would give me more joy in the play if 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 the Thunder don't make it uh, or get knocked out in the playing round. If the Lakers and Clippers get matched up, nothing would bring me more joy if the Clippers were to beat the Lakers in the playoffs and Russ just stuck it to LeBron. That would exactly. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook play together because I thought after Carmelo Anthony left, I thought they actually played really well together. But you know, that's just hmm. my opinion. But well, his facilitating made him an MVP level player. Mm-hmm. But yep. I would I would also be fine with Milwaukee just because he would be probably not playing a lot of his minutes alongside Giannis. Don't know how that would fare in a playoff game because having that many non shooters in a playoff game would not be too good. Uh, Miami, I also don't like it for almost the same reason. I don't really like him and Jimmy and Bam on the floor all together at the same time. But who knows? I, I personally, my pick is Clippers just for Westbrook's sake and for the team's sake. Yep. Yeah, and then moving right along, uh, another one that kind of kind of caught me off guard. I don't know if it caught you guys off guard. Was the uh, James Wiseman to the Pistons, and then Sadiq Bay is going to Atlanta. That's that was kind of one that kind of kind of shocked me a little bit there. They're automatically making him a starter too. I don't understand. Are they are they trying to make an all big man lineup? Are they going to run five bigs out there? Uh, Marvin Bagley, uh, Beef Stew. What, who else do you have? Uh, Jalen Duran, you have James Wiseman. That's all playable players. And what are you going to do? Log jam them and not develop them? I don't understand it. I, I also am high on Wiseman, just like uh, they are over there. But I want him to be in a position where he can play 30-plus minutes, develop, and show what he can do outside of the Warriors system, which fits only Kevon Looney, I guess. I don't know. So, personally, I'm here for just, you know, give him 30 minutes and let him see what he does. But I don't like him in – I don't like him in Detroit just for the reason that they have so many big men with a lot of potential, all of them. Yeah. Um, well, I wasn't shocked at the first initial trade just with the swap with the Jays Wiseman and Sadiq Bay. I think Sadiq Bay actually would have fit the Warriors really well as a shooter. Um, you know, he can run the floor and make his presence known. He was really good at Detroit, but what shocked me the most was uh, going to the Hawks for five second round picks. And that's a lot of picks in my opinion for, um, one player, and I said this earlier in the podcast, but, um, you know, with all our second-round picks, imagine what we could potentially get maybe like one or two years from now. But, um, you know, I, I think that makes the Hawks a little bit better because I think Sadiq Bey is a really, really good basketball player. Um, I'm excited to see him and Trey Young play alongside together. Okay, but that could also totally blow up in their face. You know, if it, not, yeah. if not executed well. They're, I think they're eighth in the East. It changes every day, so I could be behind on yeah. this. And, like, what we've seen from their current iteration of their team has not been great. So, I don't know. It could blow up in their face, and it could work out for them. I don't I don't see a world of it working out for them championship level. If they want to be a perennial playoff team like we've seen from, like, the Denver Nuggets, then it might work out in that sense. I don't know if it makes them closer to a championship than they are just a fourth instead of a fifth seed. But overall, if it does work, it's a good gamble to take. Yeah, and then uh... – we touched on it just a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, Lakers trading Pat Bev to the Orlando Magic for Mo Bamba. Uh, Ken, I think you were the one talking about this. I think Mo Bamba would have been super fun on this team. Also, I would use the joke every single time. Hey, it's the guy from the song. Every single time, I would say that, and I would never. It would. It would never get old. I would love it for the rest of his Thunder tenure. But yeah, I'm sad to see him go to LA. I think it's a great fit for him. I think it's. Honestly, both LA teams had a pretty good deadline. I'm not saying one is better than the others, but the Clippers outdid the Lakers. Once again, recent history, they have been outdoing them. Um, but yeah, sad to see Mobaba go. And unless he's waves, which I haven't seen anything about whether he will or is he, if he has been, 
But if Pat Bev isn't waived, his playoff streak of however any year in his career making the playoffs, that's that could end this year. Um, he's made it every year since he joined the – I think his first team was the Rockets, and he's ever since the Harden era, he's been making the playoffs. So that could come to an end, and that would be sad and funny both. Yep. Well, I could be wrong about this, but what I pretty much took away from the trade is I think the Magic are waving the white flag and are done for this year and are just putting it up, especially, you know, trading a guy like Mo Bamba for um, Pat Bev. Um, I just – I don't know. I mean, I think they're trying to tank. I know they've won a lot of games with Paulo because Paulo is a really good basketball player, but um, I just think that they are putting the white flag in and want to try to maybe get Victor or Scoot Henderson or another player in this draft. I don't know. You have Bob Bowl, you have Wendell Carter, you have a lot of talent at that position. Mm-hmm. Pat Bev is going to set a culture whether you like it or not. And with that set of guys, that culture yeah. might be solid. Pat Bev might not offer a single thing on the court for them, but he's going to set a tone in that locker room. That's going to stay there for a few years. It's going to help Paolo out. And to me, in terms of competing, they're not they're not like a, a playing team I'm scared of. They're not a Wimby team I'm scared of. Either way, they're kind of just floating. They're they're worse than the Thunder, but they're in the idle area of we're not in the Wimby sweepstakes, we're not in the playoffs, we're just developing letting this one right out and I honestly respect them for it it's been kind of fun to watch on league pass and they've got a lot of talented guys and I hope Pat Bev can kind of set the tone there so yeah guys uh a lot of a lot of NBA news really this week um should be interesting as we come into all-star weekend uh basically start next week uh week from when this drops so uh Let's just take a quick look ahead real quick. Uh, Friday uh, continues the road trip. 9 o'clock tip against Portland. Uh, and then back home for the two games right before the All-Star game. Uh, home game on Monday against New Orleans. And then the home game against the Rockets on Wednesday. So, uh, Josh, I'll kick it to you first. Uh, what's uh, We've been doing pretty good on record predictions here. Yeah. So, uh, let's, let's... went 2-1, I think. Yeah, last three weeks. Let's let's keep it going. <laughs> well, um, obviously three really really big basketball games for the Thunder. I'm interested there since we're trying to get into the playing spot. You know, you play Portland; they're right there with us. That's a huge game tomorrow night. Uh, New Orleans. They're on a little three game winning streak, but they were falling apart in January. Um, I'm not sure if they're gonna pick it up and win or not, but still, that's a huge game for the Thunder. And then the Jazz, obviously, you know, um, they're trying to just play younger guys and. Um, you know, just stockpile picks, kind of like we've been doing. So um, I'm going to say this, the Thunder go 2-1. and one. I say we beat Portland Friday, lose to New Orleans Monday, and beat um, Utah Thursday. Just to piggyback off of almost everything you said, this is an important stretch of games. I said that earlier. It's an important stretch of games. Um, neither, None of these three teams really got a whole lot better at the deadline. Um, the yep. Blazers made some moves, but like getting Matisse just replaced – the loss of Josh Hart, and I think Josh Hart rebounds better and plays just overall offense better. So, sure, maybe they got better. Maybe they didn't they have Cam Reddish. They're going to play him, I assume. Um, then you look at the Pelicans game. They're just, they have such a good matchup against us. They really do. They could beat us by as much as the Warriors did, and they could do so on all two-pointers. I don't know. And then uh, the Rockets should be a gimme, but I said the last time, and it blew up in my face, and then the second time they proved me right. So, I hope we find somewhere in the middle, double-digit win. I don't know. Um, just kind of take care of business there. Get an SGA 47 piece. I don't know. Just anything. I'll take it. Overall, should be two and one. Should have a good week of games. I'll take three and oh, though, if that does happen. Did I say Utah was? I'm at the Rockets. My, my fault. Golly, getting my games mixed up. But uh, I still think the Thunder go two and one. 
You're jumping ahead to All Star Week already. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> can't wait to say. Can't wait to see Jay get caught off the bench for the first time. Probably get his five All Star game minutes. That's something we didn't really get to talk about with with Steph being out. Um, do you think that? I mean, I and maybe I just missed it. So, do you? I mean, is there still a chance that he gets? Uh, I don't think they've replaced him or Kevin Durant. I don't think they replaced either. And Zion's right. out too, so they they have, to, they have quite a few spots to replace. So, so, so there might be a pretty good chance for Shea to be yeah. uh and and uh, Jade up interrupting his uh, Shea's post game was was pretty great. So that was pretty uh, funny. So, guys, you got anything else before we hop off here? Before uh, uh before we record next time, uh, SJ probably will not be an All Star starter, and we should all outrage because they're going to give it to Jaw just because he jumps high and dunks the ball very well. Yep. Bye. Time. Second, what Cade said, but uh, no, I'm just excited, you know, see the Thunder continue this uh, good stretch of basketball. Sad to see Muscala and Bays go, but um, kind of like Cade said earlier, it would be really electric if those two teams were to meet up in the NBA Finals, and there's a good chance that could happen. Well, quick spin of the Tankathon wheel. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans have selected Victor Wimbignano with the number one oh overall pick. Gosh. That would uh, that would Wimbin- that would break Wimbin- basketball. Assuming uh, they can stay healthy, that would break basketball. They really would. Where where are the Thunder on that list? Uh, didn't move any at eleven. Oh, that's not good. That'd be bad. I saw someone spend one time on Twitter. This is the only screenshot I've seen of Tankathon yet this season, and the Thunder were first. So there we go. Hey, I just did it. So yeah, I like to see it. Spots. I like to see it. Uh, that'd be something. So, well, guys, uh, for Josh and Kate, I'm Stephen. We appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully, we can get the whole group uh back together for a uh, a post all-star break show um uh, until next time we'll uh, see you later and thunder up <laughs>